When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So tonight, this episode, we of course have our very special, very special guest, Dan Franco, actor, super talented guy, who's uh, who for some reason again likes us, and I don't know why. <laughs> always agrees to come on and talk movies. So thank you so much, Dan, uh, for coming on and chatting with us. Glad to be here. And uh, Ben, we have, I think. Maybe the strange, possibly maybe the strangest movie we've ever done in a sense where we we're either usually doing something that's out in the theaters now, which is not an option, <laughs> or uh, a, a classic movie that we can all gr- agree is kind of great and we want to revisit and dissect and go through. And usually something that tends to have a higher what we call a stars rating. And this one, not really. <laughs> I think maybe it's more appropriate for the times, which we're just, like forget all this stuff. We're going. Full bore '80s action flick. We're doing 1985's Commando. Commando. <laughs> we're doing. We're. This is our first Schwarzenegger film. I think it's. Uh, nice. Yeah. I. I don't think he's even cameoed in any of the movies we've done. So I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really have no idea where this show is going to go because we've <laughs> never really done a movie like this. I know it is uh, quite interesting. Um, you you were in the mood for an '80s movie. Right, you were- I was. I was looking for some '80s optimism. Was I think what I said texting <laughs> you? You know, and I would have been happy with really anything that just sort of. And I think this movie kind of filled that 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 role going through it. You you kind of forget about the outside world. Um, you know, I would have been happy right. with a Top Gun or something like that. But maybe maybe Top Gun would have been is too is too high quality. Well, yeah. We, I mean, I I did. <laughs> I know, right? I did uh, give Dan a choice, and he gave me a whole great list of <laughs> yeah. options, and Top Gun was was in there, uh, but so. So, but and by yeah, the way, this I was, one I think would have made an amazing commentary episode going oh yeah. through this one. <laughs> I, I think this is maybe a, a side regret. I think we would have had the most hilarious time talking, uh, <laughs> commenting on this movie as it was going along. But we'll we'll do our best to maybe recreate. That. Yeah, I don't know if this will. I, I I feel weird titling this episode "Movie Analysis," but no. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what the title is. Uh, what, what was your first experience with this film, Dan? Do you remember? I saw this in the theaters. Really? Wow! Um, I did a couple times actually. <laughs> um, I was I was a big Melissa Milano fan. Yeah, you know, I was you know I'm I'm about a year. Well, how old is she in this movie? Is she even ten years old in this movie? Yeah, so okay. I was like nine or ten. So I, <laughs> I uh, so it was I fine with, with my, uh, my what. I said it was fine then because right, you, right. Were, I, you were no. the same age. <laughs> I was allowed to have the crush then. Right. It's a little, last night was a little little awkward. Well, <laughs> how, how, how do I deal with this? Like, yeah, do, I, this? do I think about my old memories or what do I yeah. do? Because <laughs> I'm scene. still me. I'm like, hey, Alyssa. Oh, yeah. hey, whoa. whoa. <laughs> hey, She's oh, pool. Oh, hey. She's getting thrown around in, in a swimming pool. What am I supposed to think this time around? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, two times in the theater, huh? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to go. I, I'm. I've. I've always been a a return 
return movie guy. Um, I'll see things multiple times in the theaters. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is. Uh, I came to this later in life. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I saw this for the first time maybe two years ago. Uh, okay. So yeah, first for uh, this was my second watch. So uh, I came to it even later. I saw it for the first time today. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, well so, done. Well done. So, you know, it's one of those ones where I, you know, I haven't seen it probably in 20 years, 15 years maybe. Uh-huh. And I was nervous, you know, when when I when I pulled it up on on demand, I thought I really hope this isn't going to make me sad for for 1985 band. Right. <laughs> and, well, I mean, let's just say it right away. Did it? No, and I think it actually held up pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the most part. I mean, yeah. for what it is, right? It for held, what it, it is, holds up well. Yeah, I would agree. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'm maybe going to split the difference between the two of you because I, there's some there's some greatness in there, and then there's some absolute silliness in there. And um, I have the IMDb rating pulled up here because I like to just check this out just to kind of maybe set the table. It's at a six point seven. That's not bad, to- IMDb no. wise. Now, the really interesting thing here, which I didn't expect, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's 71% yeah. fresh, but yet the audience is just 67%. And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a bit of a divergence. I would expect the audience to like this more than the critics. And that that doesn't quite square with what I would think of as like a, you know, a Schwarzenegger classic 80s, you know, shoot 'em up kind of a movie. Yeah, that surprises me a lot. Actually, I didn't. I didn't look at that, but yeah, I would definitely think the audience would be higher because this is a total popcorn flick. Total, you know, not uh, <laughs> not going for any awards or anything like that. It's yeah, uh, yeah it's just. It's just a it's just a fun full on action film. So um, I'd, I'd like to start if we could just dive into this thing if we're if we're ready, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> I think okay. So it's the first I think seven minutes of the film, and actually I started this last night and, and finished it uh, tonight because uh, of course like I don't have, even in an hour and a half movie I, <laughs> I still don't have the attention span and have to watch it over days. But anyway, that, that's my problem, not not any of your guys' problem. But uh, the first seven minutes, and I texted you, Ben. I said. This is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching an R-rated violent movie. This is an absolute comedy. What's going on here? I mean, we have this one guy, uh, the African American actor, who's is it uh, Bill Duke? Duke, Bill Duke yeah, yeah, who's great, and he's he's it actually. Uh, he's, he makes a great bad guy, and he's he's yeah. a, he's been in a million things. Um, he goes around, and he's killing these guys, and it's just in the most ridiculous ways. You know, the, <laughs> the garbage man. Oh, I didn't know I had to take out the garbage on Tuesday. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna pull out our Uzis. By the way, could there is there anything more eighties than the Uzi? The Uzi, yes. Yep. I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's it's like uh, well, the most impractical gun there is, and I think that's on the poster to Cobra. Which starred uh, Sylvester Stallone, which yes. I believe was originally supposed to be the sequel to this. It was supposed oh. to be, yeah, it was supposed to, it was supposed to be the sequel to Commando, and then it just kind of turned into Cobra. I don't know the full details of it, but I do remember that fact about it. Wow. But speaking of Uzi, um, but yeah, yeah, that's what that's one thing. Like, uh, how did they know he was going to come out just because <laughs> he heard a guard? Like, oh, it's on Tuesday. Oh, I got to run out and get it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is a couple probably about two years ago. Um, our our trash comes really early like it, 6 six fifteen, right um and i'd forgotten to take it out the night before and i heard the tree i can hear the trucks on the other side of the neighborhood so i came running down right as they were you know coming right, through yeah. toward, toward my driveway 
And I had that that scene flashed in my head. You know, like, this is it for me. I'm just gonna leave this here and back up. <laughs> this is it. I'm done for. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, because obviously they were banking on him coming out there. You know, they were they were totally banking on that. Yeah. yeah. Then it cuts from there to Bill Duke. What looking at a Cadillac? Yep. And being like, uh, you know, someone who's trying to sell them on this, like, you know, forget about, don't worry about vinyl. It's not going to crack like leather or something. And then Bill Duke's like, I like the price of this, which is free. Starts the car, or Harry had the car started, hit, goes into reverse and just goes and drive to plow the guy. Because, But it's like, this is your method of murder? Why, yeah. Like, why is the guy even jumping in front of the car? To be <laughs> it's going to stop him, you know? He's, he dedicated You're a salesman. His, Do you really want to get run over? Like He dedicated his life to selling cars for this company, and, you know, he's going to live the, up to it. And these guys are supposed to be part of the uh, the unit, you know, yeah. the, the special elite ops unit. And they look like just random dudes, you know, know. soccer dads. <laughs> well, I, I want to know is what <laughs> they totally do. But what I want to know is why did they need to kill them for Schwarzenegger to get involved? Like they, they just wanted to, Schwarzenegger. Like they're trying to smoke him out. So they figure if they could kill the old guys in the unit, that I think that's the idea. The gener- they figured if they killed the guys in the unit one by one, the general would go to Schwarzenegger. Leave so it. They, they they were tracking the general. Leave Come it on, to man. you. Leave it to you guys to find the logic. All right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's actually uh, kind of funny because as simple as the plot is, there was a couple of times I'm like, wait, this guy's doing what? And it's like <laughs> it, it is really straightforward, but it was still a little. It honestly, <laughs> a lot of time, like it's a fun movie. I I I wouldn't have have agreed to do it if it wasn't a fun movie and I didn't enjoy watching it. But like it honestly, a lot of times seems like movies me and my friends and cousins made when I was a kid, like just stupid. <laughs> action movies with the worst dialogue ever <laughs> and uh yeah so but yeah it's before we get too far how great was it to see the 20th century fox fanfare at the start at the start of that movie? I, oh yeah i miss it i miss yeah. it <laughs> i was kind of hoping rise of skywalker was going to do it since they bought fox so i was like I, oh I, I thought maybe there was a chance <laughs> right yeah but yeah i know i, I miss that man it's so there's oh. a comfort yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, <laughs> but then it feels like total. It almost seems like yeah, just eighty satire. Like they're making it now. <laughs> we go to a cabin <laughs> and we see. I'm, I'm full chain- blown laughing at this point. <laughs> Chainsaw, a uh, guy walking in the woods. And then we see it's some like boots and biceps <laughs> and boots and the other bicep and a. Freaking tree. Yeah, he's not carrying a log. He's carrying a tree. <laughs> we got to show this guy's power. We got to. I, I meant to look at IMDb, but how many? I mean, what? Uh, Terminator was 84, right? So, I mean, this is. I wonder, yeah, so this is. One year later. This was um, it, this was his first, like, good guy. Um, well, he had Conan. Right. But, you know, that was more like a medieval wizards and stuff. This was yeah. his first, like, modern good guy. This kind of created the, the mold for all the, the other movies he was right. going to make. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, because so this it, is it's kind of thinking of that context, that, that makes sense. So this was, it's not necessarily for, I'm, I actually, I don't know how, the, how well this did in the box office. I'm assuming, I'm assuming this one did very well um in in making him more of a breakout star as this cementing him as this action guy well, well i gave it four bucks twice well, yeah go. that's true <laughs> oh man can yeah can you imagine if it was four bucks today oh that would be amazing yeah this uh speaking of which 
box office wise, I guess this came out the same year as uh, First Blood 2, uh, Rambo 2, and Rambo 2 totally smashed at the box office. Okay. I, I'm not sure exactly how this did, but th- this this movie and Rambo 2 kind of started the Arnold versus Sylvester. Um, so, so we're doing the kind of storytelling where we we have the sledgehammer and we're gonna we're gonna really do our best to make sure you understand what's going on here. <laughs> In the beginning, we have this really bad guy who's murdering people. Just so we're clear, and then we have this really awesome strong guy. We're gonna have him carry a tree and then chop it, and then here's his daughter. Now, you might think that he might just love his daughter, but no. We're going to show them going and getting ice cream together, and she's <laughs> going to put it in his face, and then they're going to feed a deer, and then they're going to walk across a bridge and go fishing. Like, we're, we're going to make sure you understand. And the music sounded like Love Story or something right. from the 70s. <laughs> it's such like a joke. It seems like such like a joke montage. Like, you would see this in a comedy, like they're poking fun at stuff. Yeah, like, is this Saturday but... Night Live? What am I right. watching? Here. <laughs> yeah, the deer the deer had me dying. I was like my ribs hurt after that. It was <laughs> I don't know, something about them just feeding a deer in the wilderness, you know. <laughs> so speaking of music, I love I love the um and it turns out it was James Horner that did the uh this the score for this. Yeah. It had this um this steel drum that yeah. would segue into like this power saxophone. <laughs> it was like crazy. <laughs> I have in my notes steel drum score. I just, just I just wrote it down randomly because <laughs> it was everywhere. <laughs> from from the guy that brought you Braveheart and Titanic, we've got Cool Runnings <laughs> with the guy from Lost Boys. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's just oh, it's pure eighties, pure eighties. This it's kind of glorious, and I think that's what it, I. I think I kind of love this movie for, for its its over the topness. It's just it's just not it's just being what it is. It's not afraid of it's not pretending to be anything else. Like we're gonna do an over the top story and we're gonna you know show this we're gonna show Arnold and he's kind of great. I have to yeah. say I think his performance is kind of awesome in this movie. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I mean it's he's the hero. He's badass. He's you know he's the big muscular guy we all wish we could be. Obviously, um, he kind of has a, a niceness to him, doesn't he? That comes across on on screen. Yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely a likable guy. Like he's yeah. definitely you know has that for him. Uh, which he's not a dick that they're trying to like paper over. There there really is something inside of him that that just. That just punches through. There is a there is a humanity inside of him, uh, on top of the muscles, uh, or inside the muscles. <laughs> and there was a, like like the whole movie. You know, you were just talking about Rambo. Like, so you had the Stallone movies, like like Cobra and 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 Rambo. Those were so they took themselves so seriously, right? Uh, and and the Schwarzenegger movies always took that almost like a wink at the audience yeah, you know, with the, the yeah. one-liners and, and, and the, I'll be back. You know, he throws it in here. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they I guess this is the first repeat of it. So this is where it became the thing. I think so, something going on throughout this movie is just a quick, just a quick comment. As I noticed throughout, it's kind of a theme of, of the way they approached making this movie. It's sort of like, did we need to? And the answer is no, but like, but we said, yeah, we're going to do it anyways. It's like, you know, even where we're like the helicopter flies in, it doesn't just fly in. It has to like bank right in front of the house. Right. You know, when, when Arnold punches a guy, 
He's going to throw – he could have just thrown him in the closet, but instead he just picks him up and carries him five feet and throws him <laughs> in the closet. You know, there's all well, these, like, little things where we're just going to well, go that little extra mile. Well, how, how about just taking a guy out of a phone booth because you're so strong <laughs> and or just lifting the whole phone booth <laughs> yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> Did we need to? No. Did no. we do it? Yes. <laughs> yep. hundred <laughs> percent. And then, yeah, that's when, the, you know, like you said, the helicopter flies in. The his old um, s- sergeant, whatever it's called, lieutenant, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm sure there's a name for it in the movie. But um, and the, the soldiers with the AK, they're looking around like terrible actors, right? Like, oh, there's danger coming. <laughs> Everything's telegraphed. I'm like, I'm looking really scared. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna die. Yeah, because they're there because my chance. Because his uh, is it Kirby? Is that is that his name? I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah Kirby yeah. is there warning him. Hey, all your old comrades have been shot. It's like, and the audience is like, oh. Oh, that's who they were. Okay, we get it now. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, yeah. He, so he leaves the guys there. We're gonna leave them here till they, you know, till things settle down. And then, right as soon as the helicopter leaves, <laughs> Arnold smells something. <laughs> he smells. Yeah, <laughs> he smells trouble. <laughs> he literally smells something. <laughs> yeah, because the other character's like, "What? I'm gonna smell them?" He's like. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but and I love I love how there's a gunfight and he just has his trust his daughter to just go off and you know just go to your room, stay out of sight. It is trust her. It's 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 a great trust a parent can have in their child. Is uh, yeah, it's like you know don't go gun- to like some hiding spot that I thought of. Just go just to your room. They'll never find you there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never. Unless you're Liam Neeson's daughter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, so yeah, his daughter obviously gets taken, and that's the motivation. That's the motivation he needs to uh, get this movie rolling. Um, at the end, you know, not to uh, spoil, you know, or not to get into the end, but uh, uh, you know, when Kirby wants him back, I, I almost thought, like, did he did he set up this whole thing just to get him back, like, just to get him, you know, see if he still, see if he see if he still has it, you know, like I was, was wondering, under my control, <laughs> right? That's what no I was fear. crossed my mind this time around. Uh, but but I did think so. so this was, um, you know, they they would have shot this. Who's the boss came out in '84, and they would have shot this around that same time. So this, okay. she probably did this before she did the TV show, right? And um, I thought she was really for for a nine, ten year old actor, she was holding her own with with the adults. You know, she she wasn't like those painful child actor line deliveries. Well, of right. course you would feel that way, but um, yeah. But Jen, <laughs> I would also agree. I think yeah, she was good. She wasn't annoying or anything like that. Yeah, she came I, out and gave the, the general attitude. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah, she had a bit of she had a bit of spunk to her, which is something you uh, you know it's it maybe is maybe part of this conversation tonight is is the extent that movies like this or maybe this particular movie was sort of copied and it, it, I guess maybe improved upon. You know, this was maybe like a foundation for action flicks because I think I feel like I've I didn't this was the first time seeing this movie, but I I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> many yeah. times before uh, with stuff coming up after and yeah there's always like you know the little girl who gets captured right and sometimes she's lame and in this case she actually wasn't this was kind of a little breakout star in this in this one yeah i did like that um we get three load up scenes in this movie uh the first one was here at the cabin he he go he has this like this little panic room that's 
just jacked with all these guns. Yeah, so yeah. we get we get we get a little mini load up scene. We get two more later on. I know. <laughs> well, he's got like a like a key key pass code to his shed. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't get in there. You got it. You get you gotta have that. I, I, I want to mention before we move off this mountain thing, just when they when they take off all this. The timing in the movie doesn't really... By the time he goes into that place, Dan, it comes out, they're already gone. And then he goes to his truck. I love this. They disabled it. How, how, how does he know they disabled it? He pulls out a dozen wires. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that's, these wires exist in, in a truck. That's how <laughs> you do it in movies, Dave. That's how you visualize how to disable a car. You know, oh, wires are gone. Yeah, It's not going to work. <laughs> but what I love even more is when he decides to push the truck down, you know, like... <laughs> down the hill and they're all driving i guess they're in like sort of a snake sort of road and uh bill duke's like he's dangerous he's driving without brakes and it, it, it just occurs to me we'll just let the jackass slide down the hill why do we need to try to keep pace or <laughs> yeah, why are why are we the wreck why are we driving still <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you're talking about the timing just of the whole fight. Like, where do those cars come from? How do they get there and get out of there that fast? They, these guys were nowhere to be seen. I know. All as of soon as that gone. helicopter's gone, there's like two cars. And and his daughter's gone and he's gone. But yet he can catch up to them by just barreling through trees down a hill. And yet they're still somehow, like, going to engage with this guy in his runaway truck all they have to do is stop that's all they have to do let it it crash or fly right by (laughs) let it run its course that's all they have to do (laughs) oh man i said hollywood where'd he go (laughs) um that uh, you're saying we should have done top gun is this your (laughs) is this what you're trying to tell us here (laughs) pretty sure that we we haven't mentioned um we haven't mentioned his character's name yet arnold's character john matrix yeah I mean, what a great name! Like, like cheesy as hell, but perfect, perfect. action name. Absolutely perfect. Yep, I love it. Yeah, it's, as soon as they say, well, at first I thought that that was like his nickname. Then I look at the IMDb. That's that's actually well, that's, his name, John Matrix. That's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's come up with a really good name. You know, it's got to have an X in it because that's really strong. Right, Matrix. Right. Matrix. Uh, <laughs> I love. I love. We can. We can tell the bad guy is like really bad because he's got a chainmail wife beater on. I mean, oh my this goodness! Is, uh, <laughs> this is more village people than villain, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> with the leather pants uh, uh, and like I the was, mustache. <laughs> I was reading up on it, and the the actor himself said he was Freddie Mercury on steroids. So I think that totally fits. Oh, that <laughs> mustache, exactly like the fits. mustache and everything, like that's totally him. And I guess. Like, I didn't notice this until I read it, but it's like the outfit's super tight on him. But I guess there was an actor, like, on the first day of shooting they had, and then they fired him, and they, they brought him in, and they couldn't get a new costume, so they just gave him the other actor's costume, and that's why it was a little tight, because he's a bigger guy. So, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if, if this movie is a is an 8 or a 9 on, like, absurdity, that dude was a 12, and he was all in. He... <laughs> He was uh, simple Jack. He went. He went full on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's and I uh, I love how the, the like he just uh, describes why he turned like he's going to become evil. Obviously, he was fighting for good with Arnold, but you kicked me out of your group. So guess what? I'm fighting with the bad guys now. 
Yeah, I had to stop for a second. Like, wait, he's the main baddie? Like, I <laughs> yeah. thought he was just like a side guy. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I didn't realize he was the main baddie until the end when they're fighting. Like, I'm like, oh, this is the final. He's the final boss fight. So obviously, he's the he's he's the main guy. But yeah, so it was actually well before we get to the end, or we can just go to the end. It doesn't matter. But I actually thought the end fight was 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 quite good, despite the fact that this was not a really all that believable villain or main yeah. villain. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, Dave. We got we got to go through. We well, got to go in here with no breaks, like Arnold down the down the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. You got to stop that. With these '80s movies, they it's it's like the sound technology wasn't there yet for for recording on set, so you can tell that they went back in and did ADR. Yes, and I, it's distracting as hell because it just feels like it's not fitting with the scene. Yeah, the gunshots still sound like like '60s movies, like yeah. Bing! You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely, I, I can't, there was a particular scene I, now that you mentioned that, but I can't think of it now. But yeah, it was 100% like that. <laughs> you could totally tell. I was just like, wow. Because um, they used to do that with Arnold, I think, a lot back in his earlier movies because his accent was so strong. So they had, yeah. like, had to <laughs> go back over and do it. Um, yeah, so the main bad guy has an Australian accent, which sounds to me. And of course, Arnold, we just, we just forget, you know, we're not going to bother doing. I could have bothered doing an American accent. He, get, I, I guess, at some point, we just said, "Forget it, don't even try." Well, they, they throw in a reference to East Germany when he was a kid, so they right. they they kind of planted that little seed and then threw it away. Like, every, every movie he was in was like grew up in East Germany. <laughs> now I'm here. Well, I love how she makes him a sandwich and he takes a bite. What's in this? You don't want to know. It's like, no, I want to know what's in my sandwich. Okay, I, I would, I would really like to know what I'm eating before I eat anymore. <laughs> I love you. We fed a deer together. We went fishing and ice cream and all that. But you got to tell me what's in this sandwich. <laughs> how about the explosions in this movie? There were there are a lot of them, but I actually found them all very satisfying. Yeah. Well, especially the one we saw about 20 times at the end, the same explosion. The they just kept doing it over oh, the complex from and over. Every different angle. Yes. <laughs> over the director couldn't decide which one he wanted to use. So he's just like just use them all. Just Zoom. use them all. <laughs> it sounds but it's kind of fun, isn't it? It's kind of like fun silly filmmaking. I bet this movie was just a I mean, I don't know. I wasn't on set, obviously, or what the, what the story behind. Oh, it. you weren't. It feels, no, but it feels like if this feels like making this kind of movie would be so much fun and just a bit of a joy because just like I don't know, we're just doing almost like screwball action, you know, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's what this movie is. I mean, it, yes, it's campy and and fun and you know uh, corny, but it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun, and that's again why I uh, also agreed to doing this because it's just yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So and, the next major set piece after this is because they they capture him on the on the uh, you know after he crashes his truck or whatever, and they're going to put him on a plane to go. Well, well, there's a, yeah, so they capture him and they introduce him to this other character played by Dan uh, Hedaya, who is a South American would want to be dictator or something. Ousted dictator. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's the 80s, right? So it's South America. Of course, uh, naturally. They're going to they're gonna put him on a plane. And all oh, this is kind of funny, right? The way he's because he, the, the movie's trying to say that he's like a tactical genius and it's not quite it's not quite reading that way you know he's looking around and being observant you know like how the door closes and all this stuff but then he does actually find his way hilariously he knocks the guy the guy next to him out is supposed to be ter- 
you know, taking care of him, knocks him out, put on, puts on the, the blanket and the pillow over his face, and then escapes. In oh, he doesn't one- just knock him out, Dave. He cracks his neck <laughs> and flat out kills him. <laughs> Kill- we get the first really good Arnoldism. We get the, don't, my friend is dead tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got to throw that. Up. They got to throw that in. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, uh, you know, he, he killed him at the beginning of an 11-hour flight. Don't dead bodies, like, start to, like, you know, well, stink, obviously, but don't they, like, start to release, like, bodily fluids you know yeah. any poop that might have been in there yeah. <laughs> that's yeah you would think they would have noticed that long before you know they saw his face but <laughs> uh, how about it escaping out of the airplane because he makes his way down the landing gear and, and this whole time i'm thinking well how are they going to do this right because he's he's literally he's on the he's on the front wheel right and i'm like well i don't know how fast the plane's going when it takes off but it's probably like a hundred i would say maybe 100 miles an hour right so he's not going to barrel roll off the off the tarmac well turns out we're gonna we're gonna wait for the plane to take off and i'm just gonna jump into a swamp and then we're gonna cut to a guy falling five feet into a very soft landing right in the grass right you know grassy water you know nice and that's one of my i, I had like I had three things i think noted as uh calling bullshit and that was that was one of them because i think like you said a plane has to go at least 100 and 160 something like that to take to get airborne right um and he <laughs> just jumps. <laughs> well, like what is it, like two hundred feet going one hundred and fifty miles an hour? You yeah. do the math. I don't know what's going on here. Well, his let's, boots would have been in his neck. Well, let's 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 <laughs> let's analyze this, guys. I mean, you know, we really got to analyze this. Like, what is the metaphor behind that? Do you think? You know, I mean, yeah, what's the deeper? Meaning uh, the, there's got to be a deeper meaning for him. To jump off of we, an we airplane. Have to remember, we saw the dude with the tree. He's strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, they, that's know. right. They set that stage early. Right. Uh, so Gravity doesn't really affect the strong as much <laughs> as 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 us. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, he, he escapes. You know, he escapes the airplane. Knows he has eleven hours. He sets it on his watch, so we know we know how much time's left. Um, and then you know he gets through the airport and you got uh what's the the creepy guy's name he starts hitting on the uh the yeah well flight attendant this, uh, sorry just just to describe what's going on but while while arnold's getting on the plane there's that creepy guy that arnold says he makes a joke he says you're funny i'm gonna kill you last or something like that <laughs> right and you know with the movies like the whole time arnold's on the plane and this guy's still he's watching the plane you know he's gonna it's it's like okay we we gotta we as an audience and him as a character are waiting for this plane to take off. And then this is going to be really meaningful because they keep cutting back and forth. (laughs) Taking off the plane is really a big deal and it's okay. So he's gone and that guy leaves. And then what? He just comes across this, this innocent woman and starts sexually harassing her. I don't know. He had had to wait. He had to wait till they were wheels up so he could call and say he's on the plane. He's on his way. He's going. Yeah. Yep. Didn't. And then goes in the parking lot and starts bothering this woman for really no good reason other than just for being an asshole, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's that's a reason enough for assholes, I guess, you know. Uh, 
And I want to know how she has this nice of a car. I didn't know flight attendants made this much money. Um, yeah. But, you know, good for her, a I nice guess. convertible. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice 80s convertible. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, Arnold naturally goes after her um, <laughs> and takes... Rips the passenger seat out <laughs> yep, takes, takes out her seat, totally rips yeah. it out. <laughs> she trusts him immediately at, after being harassed by one guy. She's like, oh, I'm going to believe this guy who just ripped out the, my passenger see I'll, I'll go with him and not yeah. be afraid <laughs> well i mean what would you do dave i mean come on i don't know but what's, then, what's but, she gonna but, do but if you know the dialogue changes she starts cracking jokes and all this stuff and something really is, is very different than what was going on that was preceding it which is i'm gonna be raped or something <laughs> did you guys ever see um uh running man yeah and very similar you know the the reluctant um woman that he needs to to get where he's got to go yeah, good call. Know, and and ends up you know, being aligned with him when it's all said and done. Um, I felt like it was very, never realized at the time, but felt like it was very similar. I have never seen yeah. Running Man, so. Yeah, good connection. I believe it's you. Good movie really and a like, good book. Um, or... You know, I feel like we're only a couple of years from actually living Running Man, but. Um, yeah, I the, know. <laughs> the, uh, um, I heard an interview with Edgar Wright, and he was saying that's, if he was going to remake a movie, that was one he would really like to remake, because there's a lot of, a lot of things that, they left out because they were trying to make an Arnold movie instead of an actual adaptation of that book. So I'd love to see his, his take on that. It would really work because we've, we've now like we've matured into this reality TV culture kind of a thing. Right. Which, and I guess if you want to maybe talk hunger games, that's close. Although I I was never a huge fan of those movies, but I think this would be a, a much better treatment. I would like to see a remake of that for sure. Yeah. It's fun. It's 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 a bit more batshit than this one. Yeah, I don't know. You might be disappointed watching it. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but uh, well, then, then again, you never know. Uh, I was ple- I was kind of I was pleasantly surprised by this one. Even though I didn't know what what the thing going into it, and uh, I kind of I kind of love this movie a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I mean, again, it's got a lot of badassery, which I like, uh, you know, because, I mean, you get, I mean, it's a little fast forward, but when he's going through the, the guns, loading up the guns after he bulldozes through the uh, the, the, the the supply store, uh, you know, just loading up on a rocket launcher, grenades, all that. Yeah. That's, yeah, just. I love that. Also, just to mention the, like, the creepy guy, that we were talking about earlier that was like funny i'm gonna kill you last he catches up with him and and he's got him like on a cliff which i don't know if this is true i didn't look this up this looks like the same cliff from la la land this almost looks like the same place i'd love to like see if that's the same set or setting Um, ah i'm gonna have to relook at that yeah yeah Uh, no no it's sorry but what would you expect i think my my expectation watching this was I'm like he's you know Arnold uh, John Matrix rather is kind of a moral guy right he's not just gonna he's only gonna kill like when like only in self defense kind of a thing and that's not what we get from this movie he's like you're a bastard I'm gonna fucking kill you now and he throws him <laughs> off the cliff I'm like yes <laughs> I lied I lied <laughs> yeah that that line I I've known even before I saw this movie the I lied line but uh yeah it's 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 so just satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah, it really is. That that's well, can we can we rewind a little bit? Yeah, to how yeah. He caught yeah. up with the guy. 
because the guy the guy has to handle in some kind of major crime deal and where does he he doesn't go to like some shady bar off of you know in some alley he goes to like the tji fridays in the mall you know this this major mall and he's they're there with potato skins and your Friday night <laughs> trivia, and he's passing a wad of cash under the table. <laughs> no one will catch us here. <laughs> yeah, it was this whole stunt with like Arnold hanging on this balloon decoration thing down yeah. Yeah, as the other guy's going up the elevator. I mean, all this is a <laughs> this is all pure eighties craziness. And we get we get fuchsia and uh, and like teal. hot pink, yeah, teal, yeah, uh, neon everywhere. Those two colors everywhere. I mean, I don't know. If you're growing up, I'm sure this was all over your house and then your carpet and. On your lights and all this stuff, those two colors in black were in white were everywhere. <laughs> and of course, you know, in the eighties, you know, because you didn't want someone ripping off waxy maxies or Sam Goodies <laughs> or whatever. The mall cops had were like majorly packing. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, of course, they, they yeah. just have like batons. They yeah, they were throwing down with with. 357s yeah. or something. <laughs> they got to. And uh, I love all the collateral collateral damage in this movie, too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got all these security guards getting killed and, you know, no, no big deal, though. It's all about uh, all about Arnold's daughter, which is, you know, OK, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, it's interesting to think about uh, the, maybe the contrast. Uh, and Ben and I have hit on this a little bit, Dan. I'm curious your thoughts. Violence and sexuality in the 80s are very different than violence and sexuality now. Like, you'll get in 80s movies someone's just whole body being, you know, pumped full of lead and blood or, you know, getting limbs chopped off, and you'll see boobs and stuff like that. And today, <laughs> you might not really quite get that. You, you won't get the nudity quite as much. You won't get that, like, graphic violence, but you'll get something else. And I don't know how to quite explain it, but it's almost... It's sort of more graphic now, but not quite. I don't know if I'm kind of making sense. It's like the, the way they did violence then versus the way they do violence now. Maybe if that if that sort of makes sense to you, go ahead. I feel like maybe it's it's earned now more. Like you yeah. have to earn it. You you can do what you want because we have you know much better technology and 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 the the rules aren't as strict as they used to be. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it. The audience is now expected to be justified. If you just massive boo, 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 and then you know like with with a woman over like like the fight in the in the hotel where they, they blast through the wall and the guy and the, the couple next door are railing each other and her, her boobs are flashing out like i don't feel like that scene happens today right. oh <laughs> definitely not like it's like yeah I, I was thinking the exact same thing like it was just like all right we need uh someone right there let's get someone with implants and uh you know make sure everything looks yeah. fine you know it's like yeah so unreal like because she like screams and everything with like yeah. <laughs> not trying to cover up or anything uh and he gets impaled by what I, I guess it would be a table or something yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. table chair or... but this wouldn't happen today and yeah uh, what's the difference though because i don't <laughs> in a way it's like the I, violence maybe isn't quite as uh, you don't really see the thing but the way maybe the sound is and the way it's cut 
makes it seem worse than it is. There's more like camera trickery going on now, if that maybe makes more sense. Yeah, well, I think what you, I think it's the whole Spielberg thing, you know, with Jaws, what you don't see is more terrifying than, you know, what you what you do see. But I mean, there's still graphic violence today. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, and it's more realistic today too, Yeah, is the thing. You it's know, like more better... realistic, but it's not actually showing you the thing. Or, you know, I'll give you an example, another example of nudity. If you look at, uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation with Chevy Chase. There's tits throughout that movie, <laughs> yeah. and I think this is a PG-13 film. And you would ne- you wouldn't even see that in an R-rated film nowadays. I almost wonder. I mean, like, are we more strict now than then? I, I, you were saying like we were more. It was my. You might think it'd be the opposite, but I, I don't. I mean, things change, but that that. I, I do think of that things like nudity and like yeah. you know showing limbs cut off. It's a little it's a little different now than then. I don't know. Dave Dave's just worried about the boobs. I guess. just want to see the boobs. <laughs> why can't I like, why can't I get my gratuitous nudity in my 2020 films? And then you think about like like Love Actually, and they have the stand-ins for the porno, and mm-hmm. you have a Christmas movie that has naked people. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just think it's it's the audiences and and the the filmmakers are just more. They're not going to. It's not. It's not going to be gratuitous. It's going to be there for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. they're saying like your porn, like is maybe audiences then when the only chance to see you like a boob on screen was maybe in an R-rated movie, whereas now you just go on to another website to go see that sort of a thing. Right. Is that is that what what was going on? I, that's what it seems like. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, everything's more accessible nowadays. You know, huh. um, you're there. Yeah, because I mean, that's that scene is totally pointless. Or you know, <laughs> really that couple is. like it's totally pointless for you know her to be naked in that scene. You know, in this movie. So because <laughs> um, you think about like like John Wick or Deadpool, they're they're just as violent or oh, more, more so. Right, uh, yeah. And but it just doesn't yeah. cross the, I guess it doesn't cross that line or it, it just we don't get as many of those yeah. as we used to. That's a good one. And well the John Wicks, I mean, that is wow, that's that is pushing it to, to levels of like my stomach. And I yeah, maybe that's more more of a niche thing where um yeah, that's like style that's like that's like an art form, right? Of showing <laughs> hyper hyper violence like endlessly for two and a half hours and I, I love the john wick movies so yeah good point there so maybe your, your general in the 80s maybe your general 80s violent movie was like let's just throw in all this shit let's just you know we gotta we gotta work in tits somewhere so let's have a couple <laughs> in a hotel room or something to give the audience like uh, the whole smorgasbord and i think these movies were probably geared toward you know the the 15 16 17 year old kid and the you know the towards guys you know and now if it's good when if it's going into theaters they it has to be as broad as possible to attract as big of an audience so you you kind of have to yeah you can't go down the same roads that you used to i agree 100 percent. but just just i i brought my wife to john wick three and She'll never let me forget that one. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's funny you bring up John Wick because I, now that I remember, I think I actually I um, saw John Wick the first one, and I think I saw this one after because I was all like about action films. After that, I was like, "All right, let me look up what the best action films are," and this like came up, and I was like, "All right, let me watch that." So I think that's actually how I first saw this was uh, John Wick. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, fun little fact. But that death scene was great with him getting impaled. That was good. Yes. That was good justice for. 
I like that arc of the the Bill Duke character kind of getting his come up and serve whatever you want to call it. Um, that that was really well done. I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely. Sa- a lot of this is just yeah, totally satisfying. Um, you know, even you know until the end. I mean, so I mean, he gets uh, he gets you know the guns and stuff like I already mentioned yeah. after he impales Where are we him. Going? Shopping, shopping. I'm not. I'm not only am I not just gonna like op- like break into the door. I'm gonna get a bulldozer and just go through the wall of the yeah. store. <laughs> I'm trained in everything known to man, but eh, I, I don't feel like dealing with a lock right now. Let me just let me just use a bulldozer. <laughs> I have my I have my, my my special driver license that lets me operate heavy machinery. <laughs> Meanwhile, one scene earlier with his bare hands, he ripped a chain off of a fence. Yes, <laughs> just broke a fully heavyweight chain. Oh yeah, because that's that's. Rip the door off or something. Right. That's that's where ah. they that's where they find out um where that where his daughter is or whatever yeah, I think. I yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I was wondering that too. It's like, did he unlock that or are they just <laughs> are we supposed to believe that he just broke that off? So I guess yeah, we're, we're supposed to believe it, Ben, because as you said, we saw him lift a tree in the beginning, so everything else is it's true. <laughs> it's and, and and a phone booth. Well, oh, and back to the mall, the scene where all the security guards are like totally on top of him. <laughs> he just <laughs> throws them all off. That's, yeah, was that the original like um because we've seen this in superhero movies, right? Yeah. This kind of a thing. I wonder if this was the first instance of that. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would think so, but maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, you don't know if Arnold initiated this. Uh, it, oh, and then he gets arrested right away at, after he steals the guns. He gets arrested and is in a SWAT car, and then f- flight attendant. I I don't even know the character's name. Uh, flight <laughs> flight attendant. You know, read the instructions apparently, which we find out to the rocket launcher he got, and says, "Ah, they'll be fine. I just want to get them out." And shoots the uh, shoots the rocket launcher at the SWAT car, and totally another explosion for you, Dave. Yeah, she was- read the instructions, but not very well because the first time she shot backwards. So <laughs> that's true. That is so true. That's another one of my bullshits that that, <laughs> that it just happened to hit the tire and, and not right. completely just in, engulf the entire truck in flames. Yeah, kill everyone instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The rocket. other one, we, we we shot past the other one. It's when they're chasing down Sully in his yellow Porsche, and they run him off the road, and they eat a, a telephone pole in her little oh, yeah. uh, convertible, yep. which no longer has a passenger seat. So Radon right. Chong should be dead. Yeah, like, she should have flew through that windshield because I, I mean I assume the seatbelt's gone <laughs> yeah. because the seat's gone. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, she no, easily like, should have flew have through the windshield. Why? Why? <laughs> give them some uh, horrible <laughs> thing that they have to hit that makes no uh, sense they should be both be dead because <laughs> they have to have a reason reason to use the yellow car i don't i don't know and it's interesting because it reminds me of and i think daniel appreciate this like the, you know the logic of the film which is which is your point and there's another one just before that even where they're they're in that parking garage remember where he pulls in well she pulls in one way uh, I guess across it, the, the the camera's facing him, and they they go from from sort of left to right. But the, but then their car pulls in from the opposite direction, mm-hmm. and pulls into the space. And I'm thinking, I don't know what would I do here if I'm a, if I'm the director, or if would I say like, no, this doesn't make any sense, or do you just say, fuck it, 
we're just making a silly action film kind of a thing. Uh, you, you know, that one was one where they say, we really don't want to have a whole nother setup and light for a whole nother mm-hmm. area of the, of the thing. So let's have him park here and we'll just pan over here and they pull in. <laughs> One light, exactly what it was. One move. And well, making our lunch. Well, because I always, I always praise directors for not using a lot of cuts, but a lot of times, yeah, it probably is just laziness. Just let's not, <laughs> let's not shoot. Yeah, another angle for this. Like, let's just have them speak in one conversation in this scene. I know Woody exactly. Allen does that a lot. Um, Somebody must have said something at some point, right? Like, this doesn't make. She should swing around from the other side, not the way she came. And they're like, it's lunchtime. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> and and it happens. You know, they're like, you know, we're we're at the end of the day, we're gonna go into uh penalty, we gotta get the crew out of here because they gotta have twelve hours off before they're back in the next morning. Right. Um so we we've gotta start and, and there's times and you just see the producers and the line line producers going through and saying, What can we cut? What can we what can we do? Where can we pick up some time? And that's that's one of the things that happens. What can we turn two three steps into one yeah so let's go t- let's go tangent here dan what what makes genius is it is it about time management uh, i mean what how do you get to make a a, a completely logical logically cook just to use that one example where it would say the entire movie is little examples of she pulls in this way therefore she must she must come back this one way rather than the way that it was actually shown on the film i mean a whole movie that does all of that how hard is it to do that sort of a thing i mean what what, what kind of what kind of planning and time management and just everyone pay attention to that kind of detail does it take I, you know it, it's that's there's people that that's their entire job you know that's their that's their profession and their you know tarantino is is masterful at it he he plans every single shot you know and and all of his are completely intentional when he goes with an extra long um, take or an extra long shot or or a weird movement. It's it's never uh, I'd I'd imagine it's never because oh we're short on time and we need to to cut the corners here. I think um, and I think it probably in in this situation is just like you said. This is not you know um, just a silly action movie and who's. <laughs> You know, we, I've heard of it a ton of times on set. If anyone's paying that much attention, we're we're not doing our job. Well, and so Dave, a, maybe ahead. maybe he thought, you know, the director thought that it was just he he thought the audience was smart enough to know that she could have just done a loop de loop, you know, and just went around <laughs> and parked there. Like maybe he just trusted there's the not, audience to get it. There's not gonna be some asshole like what fifteen years later or twenty five years later. Uh, Try thirty five years later. Yeah. Jesus Christ, where are we here? Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, but it, it it sounds to me what I'm getting from that answer, Dan, is this that it's the commitment to the craft, and everyone has to be on board. And if they're not, you're gonna find these these holes all all along the way. And what you what you get with a lot of these movies is, um, and if you've seen the um, uh, the movies we love on um have you seen that on netflix that series yeah. or the movies we grew up with or the movies yeah. we love or the movies that made us that's it yes um, yes they did one on die hard um which is the same writer stephen e d'souza wrote die hard as well um a lot of times with these movies they're they're shooting and rewriting at the same time so oh stuff God. is is not you know it's in flux you know you're you're shooting something that the next day you go back and shoot a different part of it or you 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 now have made a change and it no longer lines up and and you've you can't go back and reshoot it so you just you just you just bite the to, bullet and move on just Crazy. have to go I, with it 
I've seen the I haven't seen the Die Hard episode of that yet, but I, I saw the Home Alone one and the <gasps> Ghostbusters one. And the Home Alone one is really something else because this is a movie that almost didn't get made and almost could have been total shit. And if it was not for a series of sort of lucky lucky accidents and you know one studio picking up from the other, and then at the very end they're left with this film that doesn't really make sense, and somehow they get John Williams to score it, which just smooths everything yeah. over <laughs> and it turns it into you know you talk perfect movies. I think Home Alone has got a good argument for a per- perfect movie. Yeah, I mean, especially that one yeah. blew me away when when I realized that wasn't a real house, <laughs> like that they built it right? in, in the yeah. school. It was an indoor set. I, I completely bought that that was the actual like a practical house. Yeah, Need- some abandoned high school gym. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. same here. Yeah, it's yeah, I can't believe it. And I, I love the whole idea that the guy was going around from Fox firing everybody, and then the producer was following around like three doors. <laughs> After like, oh, by the way, we've been picked back up. We're good. Just, yeah. just stay here. I'll be back around. <laughs> and the budget was nothing. It wasn't going to be like it was a difference between of, of like a million dollars between like seventeen or eighteen million. Yeah. And the studio's like, no, we, we're just we're gonna hold firm. You're yep. done. And then they basically lost out on I don't know how much Home Alone made. But it was like two hundred and fifty million dollars or something. Continues to make. Oh, crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I, the, the residual of, checks those actors are probably getting are yeah. probably. Maybe enough to live on. I don't know. (laughs) It's enough to pay Daniel Stern's rent. I know that much. (laughs) Oh, is that what he said in it? No, that's just like that's just my. (laughs) Oh, that's just your take. (laughs) Good for good on him though. Right? uh, Yeah. Hey, good for him. Good for him. Sorry for that tangent. Back to Commando. (laughs) (laughs) Where were we? Uh, No, he gets. uh, Yeah, he gets to that warehouse where they find out where his daughter is and. Oh, and then they go shopping, and then yeah, he she gets gets them out, and then they find an airplane. They find an airplane because of amphibious airplane. Yeah, yeah. of course she's naturally she's she's a pilot going for her pilot's license. This makes yeah. total sense. I mean, I want to be a pilot, so let me be a flight attendant to get as close as p- to pilots as possible first. <laughs> I'm going to work my way up the ranks at the airline where they're going to be like, you did a great job passing out those peanuts. How about you? How about we kick you in the co- cockpit so you can fly the thing? <laughs> Forked my, I've worked so hard for this. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure if she like mentioned earlier in the film that she was going to school for it or what. But uh, but yeah, that kind of threw me off. She but, she did because she okay. said I'm training for my pilot's license, and that's uh, the this gas station is where my trainer, my instructor, fuels up. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes there sense. You go, yeah, <laughs> makes uh, a lot but, of sense. Well, and I like how he just like <laughs> takes like normal civilians and like he he bashes that guy's head in like <laughs> to like some sort of steel thing when they're about to steal the airplane. He's just like boom, boom. It's like what did that guy do? Come on. Well, in his defense, they were loading a lot of like they, they had tanks and they were loading a lot of. I think they were they were part of Dan Hierda's, uh uh Oh, okay. Army or something. He was one of his goons. Yeah. Then that may okay. That that makes me feel better. Okay. But it is funny though because there's sort of no consequences for mass killing in this film. And it's okay. We just move past. Well, even like her her blowing up a SWAT car, like you know, she's (laughs) not gonna have any consequence for that. They just you know fly off into the distance. (laughs) He's got his daughter, so (laughs) whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she she finally you know she she gets the plane to take off after not thinking 
thinking she could do it. Um, we and, get a quick Bill Paxton appearance. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, when the the radar guy. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, yeah the late great Bill Paxton. Um, yeah. yeah, just that Twister on the other day. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. great great flick. Should do that. Um, yeah, see Bill Paxton. Yeah, they're you know they're not supposed to fly over that area. Usually people get shot down. Go near the waves, uh, so you won't be detected. Fly um, down. <laughs> and, uh, I love I love that when they land. Um, you know he's he's gotten all these things from the from the surplus city. Apparently, one of the things he got was a was a speedo for rowing into <laughs> into the shore. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just takes off all of his clothes. Why? <laughs> no, why? Why is that necessary? Why? <laughs> what? He's almost happened? literally going commando here. Like, <laughs> just in case, just in case you forgot, we have Mister Universe in our movie. Just, just see so one. Yeah. Know. <laughs> one second he's in the cockpit, the next second he's almost naked and rolling <laughs> off into a, some kind of an inflatable boat. What is happening here? <laughs> Well, and I love how he's rowing away, and they're like they show the horizon, and it's all sea. And I'm just like, where is he going? <laughs> There's nowhere it's just for him to, to show his muscles as he rows. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. all it is. <laughs> um, and then you see like the plane after he's on the island, like is super close to the island. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets through the woods, starts. Uh, he, he, you know, gets gets on shore. Um, there's a lo- there's a wide shot when he gets on shore. That's obviously a double. Uh, because he's not wearing the black speedo, he's wearing like a white bathing suit or something. Like when he first gets off the that. boat, yeah. And oh then they then they have a closer shot that shows. Paying attention it. to detail, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm checking out his speedo, you know, just to make sure it's still there. Um, well, I mean, yeah, gotta yeah, gotta <laughs> keep an eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, he does look kind of great, doesn't he? To just to be honest, <laughs> well, yeah. for three straight men, he looks freaking amazing. <laughs> the funny looks thing like a is, freaking is, God is as jacked as he is now. The Rock is probably like double his size at this point, right? Yeah, seriously. We, we thought we thought he was just this massive human being, and now yeah. you've got these guys, The Rock and and uh, Dave Bautista, that are just right twice yeah. as jacked as, as Schwarzenegger was in his prime. That's a great point. Because I think when they were reading off the description to the police where the girl almost basically she turns on him for some reason. I don't know what's going on in the story there when he's at the mall hiding behind the column. That, that was a weird like 15 minutes. But anyways, they say like description six foot two. And it's like, well, I'm almost six foot two. I think Ben <laughs> is like six three. That, that's not, you know, I want to I want to hear like six five, six six, you know, like like Hulk Hogan almost. Right. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he's, you know, he's a monster still. Uh, but yeah, good. Great point, Dan. And compared to like kind of the action stars of the day now, yeah, he, he wouldn't. How would he fit into that slot? Interesting question. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, isn't The Rock like six five or something? Six four, six yeah. five. Um, but yeah, it, they look better than me, no matter what. So, um, <laughs> going on, uh, he gets all suited up. He, uh, you know, obviously our third, our third load up of the movie. <laughs> yep, lock and load scene. Yeah. Did what he, are you did he do with all these guns? Did, <laughs> and well, and did he get all the army clothes at the store too? I assume. Like I, 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 I suppose, do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the only place I think he could have gotten them. But yeah, he's locking and loading. Uh, you well, know. yeah. So I'm gonna roll out. Hold on, I'm gonna roll almost naked in my underwear, and then once I get a short, no one will notice me like that. I'll wait to put my cam camouflage on once I get ashore, and then paint my body all around my muscles. <laughs> 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 
You, you got that. That was part of his training, Dave. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of go I was with in commando it. Commando school. They said to do the, the dark paint around my pecs. <laughs> exactly. You got it. It's camouflage. You know, that's how they did it in the wild. So, <laughs> um, he gets yeah. So I mean, and then then basically, I mean, this is the major set piece of the movie is the the final the final battle. Just him, uh, you know, just totally murking guys Falling with down the machine. Yeah. <laughs> now, my understanding. There was this deleted scene um, and you were talking about how going too far. Apparently yeah. they went too far for the eighties. The, the, the scene where he chops the guy's arm off with a machete. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he took the arm and beat him to death. with. It. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Honestly, that would have been amazing. to uh, see that. I wonder what the for wa- this movie, someone went, well, you know what? Mm, I, I think that was the point where we went too far right there. It's too much. Yeah, so, it's too much. <laughs> so he's shooting, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, ants essentially pouring out of this building that he shoot. Well, before that, we get blowing up all the buildings. How many, how many explosions, Ben? A dozen? Yeah, tw- 20. 20 at least. <laughs> 20. And then he, he gets- planted like four claymores. <laughs> and, and it with the explosion was like, a 50 ton bomb you know? yeah like, i know <laughs> yeah i thought claymores were just like a quick like you know just kind of like, like a, a blast if, yeah, if like, i know anything from call of duty it's you know it's it's yeah. very minimal it's not a fireball <laughs> <laughs> but then he ends up somehow cornered in the shed which has all of this stuff inside and then he just what it's got a, it's got a it's got a what a hay fork and an axe and all this stuff it's just okay we're gonna do two minutes of hand radio saw blades flashing yeah throwing this we <laughs> got no other choice <laughs> why did i just get the chainsaw here but, right but or, i mean this this is badass this is badass 80s action right here though i mean this you know when he sets the claymores and guys show up he throws the knives i mean that's what you know we you know always imagine we played on the playground and stuff maybe not that violent but you know that's <laughs> that's always the type of stuff that you you know love in- here's my question in 19 1985 audience are they are they laughing the way we're laughing or are they thinking this is something different oh we were just think? going oh yeah like, yeah it was, <laughs> it was full like like dude testosterone just I- yeah, awesome. I think so too. And I and I was able to. I think maybe I think I think all three. Not to speak for both of you, but I, I was on that wavelength as well. Despite the shortcomings of the story and the the logic of everything that was going on, I was still feeling that. I was feeling that testosterone, the testosterone, fist pumping kind of thing. If there was like, I wish there was like Ben. I wish you were on my couch and I was. I wanted to high five you like ten times watching this movie. I wish I was on the Seinfeld couch too, my man. <laughs> I uh yeah I I mean I I still I enjoy it because I find it funny but also because of the fist pumping moments too like it's just I don't know just something about this movie it's yeah even though it's even if it's not trying to be funny it's funny but I enjoy that and even the badassery of it is great as well um in uh there I I've been to um read way more lines but I love I eat green berets for breakfast and right now I'm very hungry. 
<laughs> when uh, that's at the motel when uh, what's yeah. his name Duke uh, he shows Bill up Duke. yeah Bill Duke yeah, yeah. Bill Duke um, but yeah anyway he was kind of a cool little character for kind of for for a movie you don't expect he he wasn't the main bad guy which is interesting so I, right. I think credit to that movie for the Bill Duke character he was had a nice little little role to play there to, um, for the first. Forty-five minutes or so. He's great. I mean, yeah. he, he brought him right back in in Predator, and he's yeah. one of the best things in the in the movie. Agree. Actually, one one great thing we we never see. I I don't know if we never see, but it doesn't happen a lot. Where you know the guy tells him, you know, if you want you to see your daughter again, when he's back at the cabin at the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, he's, he says, if you ever want to see your daughter again, you're gonna have to listen to me. And he says, like, I don't care, and just shoots him anyways. I was just like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> and now yeah. I know who, who this guy is. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's confident. Yeah, they- and that was the early stage. Yeah, this is that was kind of what I was saying about the guy he threw off the cliff. You know, same idea. He doesn't. He's a killer. You know, he he has a morality, but his morality is really more about just saving his daughter. There's nothing else right. to like to teach us as an audience or something, or to to say like you know have a restraining hand or anything like that. No, it's just I'm gonna just kill you. <laughs> Love it. And the bad guys are just bad guys they're not there's no complex you know there's no thanos with with a complex like philosophical right. end that you can kind of go well maybe he thought he was right like these guys are just bad yeah, yeah. and so they're <laughs> you don't feel as bad that they they get wasted yeah maybe the most complex guy is the dan hayata character uh Hedaya character who's gonna who just wants but even then he just wants to retake his own country yeah and that was kind of that was actually not a bad bit of gunfight at the end between them. It there was some there was a bit of drama going on. Uh, uh, I don't know. I thought that was was pretty good. Besides just like blowing, it it took a little bit of drama to finally for for Arnold to kill him, and then we get to our main baddie. We get Freddie Mercury. Um, well, <laughs> well, we we never t- t- <laughs> we never talked about um, you know that whole situation where he's he, he needs one guy to assassinate the president he does he can't just use the army he already has like what well but but he i think he said that that um matrix was trusted he helped install this guy so he's uh, trusted so he can get up really close and, right and okay take him out okay there you go there yeah, you go we've been not paying attention uh, i know just here. me not paying attention I've seen a couple okay more times yeah <laughs> yeah because i was like thinking like what wh- what's the problem but then i realized the competence of his men too get totally destroyed by one man so you know they can't even you know they obviously aim like stormtroopers in this movie because they cannot <laughs> oh, hit him at all <laughs> he gets shot in the arm once but it's a hundred guys shooting i mean someone's just gonna gonna hit him by accident <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well when he like turns one way you got a billion guys to your left he's turning right like <laughs> but you know he's invincible. That's and two that's, things that jumped out at me, like because because the big movies that were right around adjacent to this, you notice he ends up shirtless with the M50, which is the total Rambo. Signature. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And the whole like once he gets past the shed and gets towards the house, um, that that reminded me so much of Beverly Hills Cop, which I think was like a year or two earlier. That's funny because. I- I'm sorry to interrupt, but real quick, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, it's the same exact mansion. Is it? Yep. Same exact one. Yeah. 
So there you go. I didn't Sorry. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's still, you know, same, same time for everything. But yeah, it's, I, fun fact, it's the same mansion. <laughs> it, it, it felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense. Seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to totally throw you off. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Um, yeah. And I just read that today. So I'm not here. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we get, uh, well, I mean, that, you know that that final fight with him in uh, Australian dude, or is Speaking he of, or like, is he British? Like, look at the boiler room heating this mansion. It's like, <laughs> I know what it's like the Titanic. <laughs> it doesn't exist in the real world. There is no place like this. That like <laughs> it's <just> absurd. <laughs> Surprised they didn't have people like yeah shoveling <laughs> coal Titan- in and you know. <laughs> you've got these like giant what you turn the wheel thingy what is this yeah we're, are we on un- yeah like you said dan are we in some are we in some massive ship <laughs> what is this <laughs> yeah there's absolutely yeah 100 percent no need for that but it'd be a cool set piece let's let's pretend yeah. a steam room is is down beneath <laughs> just have like a multi-unit hvac system that's it not, nothing even needs to be like underground in some facility (laughs) right of course we need to meet here this is where it all this is where it all happens right you know this fight really is that isn't as bad as 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 stupid as the villain is it's just not a bad fight yeah except the one part where he's like he's he's convincing him put down the gun you want you want to feel the knife and and he's like i don't need the gun i'll kill you myself (laughs) Bugged out because <laughs> he shoots him once, and it's like, well, really, all you got it. Well, this is classic villainy, right? All you need to do is just walk. He's exposed himself and just shoot him. This right. is really simple here. <laughs> Can there just be a movie where that that's how that's what happens, and then it ends? Like we we go all to this point, and then we'll, and, and then we get the same line of like, you don't want the gun. We want to do hand to hand, and then the guy just kills him, and then we're done. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> If you want to see everyone die, just watch The Departed. All right, Spo- right. spoilers well, for the, yeah. the, those who haven't uh, seen that. But yeah, but yeah, I know it's right. Like yeah, there, it's never the case, never the case where it uh, ends badly. But we don't want the, our the, heroes. The closest to die. that we ever got to it was Indiana Jones with the with the swordman. You know, the, the guy jumps out and does the big elaborate. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. And then goes back to his business. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> It sort of cuts through like movie theatrics to just what it would be in real life. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna blow your head off or shoot you in the chest. <laughs> I I, lo- I really liked how and I it <laughs> I really liked how Arnold throws him into into the fence, which then electrocutes him. <laughs> so we think, right? <laughs> just, he just got what just temporarily buzzed and then comes back <laughs> and he's still fighting. So you got like what, you know, two hundred thousand volts of electricity. It almost it. almost seemed like it gave him more strength too. <laughs> like it it powered him, him into his punch. <laughs> I gained power. Uh, that was great. And then yeah, and then yeah, he's he gets uh Matrix down and you know, he's he's got the gun on him and everything. And, you know, we're in a steam room, so there's lots of pipes around, so let me let me just tear off a pipe, and uh, you know I've li- I've lifted a tree, I've lifted a phone booth, 
Uh, I flipped over. I, I flipped over a car. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. He flips over the side. Even though I, if he got enough leverage, I think that. About that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, if, if you get enough leverage, yeah. I mean, it's that doesn't this seem is a impossible. little two seater. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, he rips off the <laughs> the pipe, which the guy has terrible reflexes because the time of him ripping off the pipe and trying to stab him, he easily could have shot him. But hey, you know, I'm willing to, you know, uh, Not about the gun. We've established yeah, that, Ben. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm willing to um, suspend disbelief for this, <laughs> this fantastical movie. Um, and uh, yeah, sticks the sticks, the steaming pipe right in his torso and, What's the, what's the line, guys? What does he say? Let off some steam, <laughs> Bennett. That's great because the movie uh, actually makes us wait just just a bit, right? Where it goes out, and then we see we actually see the steam coming out of the pipe. This is a long pipe. What is it like eight? 10 feet long yeah <laughs> yeah they zoom out and <laughs> see the steam coming out yeah, uh, real, real good job building tension there at the end <laughs> uh i might i might clip in all the one-liners in this episode actually so <laughs> i would love it but you know you say these things i know and, and then i never do it so. where's sully i had to let him go <laughs> literally just like the yeah he's dead tired <laughs> the um and then they end up on the beach and you know, it felt like they were really—I don't know what the plan was—but it sort of felt like they were setting up a sequel. You know, yeah, they, I felt the same said, way. Until the next time, he's like, "There won't be a next time." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, and like I said, uh, Cobra was supposed to be the sequel. I don't know how, in what capacity. Um, well, and I Man, also that is such a shit show. <laughs> I know it's so uh, it's painful. Um, it's like, yeah, I tried watching that actually like a year ago and yeah, it's bad. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I love, I think they did a, uh, how, how did this get made episode on that? Oh, really? Chance. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. out. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, then yeah, they they run out uh, to the beach and, uh, the, the flight attendant hugs his daughter. Like they've known each other right. forever. And I'm just like, what yeah. <laughs> Jenny's probably like, who is this? Like, <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> And then, like you were talking about the the one the one extra thing, just because they can, they take <laughs> off. They take off, pointing maybe like away from the island. They circle around over the dock, come back over the island, and end up flying the exact direction they took off <laughs> in. You <laughs> get to the end credits. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta make it. Uh... We got the spare money or the film or whatever. Let's just show it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> We got the plane for another hour, so you think you could <laughs> yeah, loop exactly, it around? Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I just, just really, yeah. I mean, that first one, that, that the helicopter just like banking right off the the, the house in the yeah. very beginning. No one would fly a helicopter this way if you're a military guy. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's just make it. Let's just do it because we can, and uh, it's kind of the ethos of the film. And he's so. I, I I was thinking like, how how could you not think they were just going to fly that into your house? Like being such a military guy, but you know, he he knew he must have smelt he must have smelt his uh, his old commander. <laughs> the helicopter fuel coming on from fifty miles away. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about the smell? <laughs> what, what was that? Who wrote this? <laughs> Who said? And then have a character challenge him, and then he's like, "Yes, I smelled it." <laughs> <laughs> he smelled it. 
I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know what they train people in the military. I mean, maybe they, maybe they have a heightened sense of smell that we no, like see. a deer. Yeah, I, think I did read somewhere that or see somewhere that snipers, you know, try to make sure they're they're not upwind of of what they're going to shoot at. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, smell them, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought that was only for, like I said, hunting deer or something like that, because maybe a maybe a deer can smell you, but a human can't. But what do I know? If you're if you're trained well enough, if you're if you're a commando, uh, right. you can you can smell. You know, this guy wore Old Spice. Um, you know, three hundred yards down downwind or upwind i don't know whatever <laughs> downwind upwind you know wherever well, it's sully out there in the woods you probably smell those uh pretzel pretzel uh, nuggets or something or the, the potato skins from tully's at the mall right Absolutely. exactly <laughs> and there's awful jokes coming a mile away and the yeah the de- the deer can just smell arnold's glistening biceps I have to admit, I think I wore a suit very similar to his to one of my homecomings. Oh, <laughs> nice! That, that weird, not not pinstriped, but sort of a striped speckle thing. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, kind of think like all things '80s could be forgiven. I think the country went insane for <laughs> for ten years. Yeah, we decided that things that that are ugly are cool, and we're just gonna roll with it. That's what that's what I that's what it seems like, and it even bled into the early '90s. I mean, if you go back and watch like reruns of I don't know Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something yeah. like that, and or, or early Seinfeld, it's like this couldn't possibly be anything <laughs> that anyone would. This can't last long term. Is and this even, real um, life, Dan? I don't. You're, I don't know if you're a Star Trek Next Generation fan, but I, I watched this, and even that's even infected the sets. So we, we've got like mauve curtains and seats yeah. and stuff like that. It's like. We're in the 24th century or something. <laughs> There's no way, no way in any world where this is going to come back. We were we were talking about it the other the other day, um, friends. Those early seasons, the their wardrobe is very 90s ish. Yeah, and it feels like toward the season three or four, they kind of went very. They, they were trying not to be as current. I think because they, they realized the show was going to last beyond the worst right, time yeah. it has. Like we should maybe take a, a more effort with their <laughs> wardrobe so it doesn't look as dated when right. people are watching this in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's, a, it's a very interesting thought process, isn't it? When you're, when you're trying to do something creative and you're living in a certain point, a certain period of time. And, you know, do you, is this just for now? Is this for this minute? Or is, are you trying to do something greater than that? Whereas, you know, someone looking at this thing, are they going to, is it going to be accessible to them? It, it is kind of interesting. Now, in this movie, I think is a good example of that. I think we kind of, the three of us, I'd say we kind of cut through the 80s-ness of this film, the 1985-ness of this film to, to find a gem in there. But, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into ratings in a bit. But what do you guys think of that that idea that maybe we are we creating this on a curve? Are we? There's something. This this movie certainly is very specific to its point in time that it was made and released. I, I mean, I think he had movies that were later than this that were that didn't hold up as well. That were that were much more beholden to the '80s than than this one. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was the the Raw Deal, I think, was one of his that it just terrible, and it, yeah. it, it, it totally it, it was like a Steven Seagal movie, basically. Yeah, 
Well, this one, yeah, I think it just. What's wrong with Steve Seagal? He could just break your wrist and kill you. Sorry. (laughs) As long as you let him, (laughs) you you have to you have to do your half of the choreographed fight. Yeah. Well, I don't mean just I don't mean just in terms of of Arnold, but just in terms of like, you know, we we jumped into an '80s action flick. We jumped into a classic one. Well. I, I think it has to do with with Arnold though too because I mean he is such a likable character and a likable guy that really even even looking at it in our eyes now back in the 80s you know we're we're watching someone that you know we want to see succeed we want this character to you know because he's so likable we want him to you know uh, fulfill his mission fulfill his you know whatever he's got to do um and uh you know and then it just makes it the more fun to actually have a likable uh likable character so is it more Arnold than just plain? Is it more? Is it more the the actor than the time period? Is yeah, that you, you guys are pushing back at me. I think. Is well, I think guys- I I think um like if he had say Stallone was in this like like Dan brought up earlier like First Blood and stuff like they were they took themselves more serious whereas this I don't know with Arnold I feel like you have more room to do the campy stuff and to do the the corny one-liners because because of Arnold uh you you couldn't have Stallone saying uh you know he's dead tired he's dead yeah. I'm trying to do a Stallone I, I, I don't even know he, <laughs> hey he's he's dead tired I can't do it <laughs> sorry <laughs> but yeah I think it's Arnold yeah and I think you like like Die Hard was a year earlier I think 84 was it no i think dyer was a year later yeah dyer 86 no 88 yeah sorry anyways anyways go ahead i I think it you know it's it's not that far off from die hard in terms of you know you you watch die hard and you 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 look at it as it's an 80s movie definitely It, it it and it has some of those same quips and 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 things that you have to kind of Okay, I'm gonna let that go. Right, but yeah, yeah. but it's you. It's still enjoyable, and I think that this landed in the same same uh, same neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. What do and you I, think, Dave? I, I think I think you kind of have. To, I think you guys have sort of pushed me along. It's more of a it's an Arnold thing, sort of '80s thing, and the, maybe they all kind of work together. Yeah, I mean, I think we. I really like Arnold. It, there is something <laughs> about this guy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even with a. It, to be like completely honest is kind of a stupid movie <laughs> but it is kind of great and maybe it's to his credit that he actually did carry it in, in a way maybe where he might have gotten knocked for like his acting jobs and in what you were saying ben could i imagine stallone in this no not really i, I can't even imagine any other actor in this because I, it seems like the whole thing would fall apart and look completely stupid and silly and arnold kind of holds the, the entire thing together and that's i yeah. think that's kind of my thought definitely what uh okay. what would you rate this thing all right so we're gonna go we'll go five and five now in terms of God, stars, the stars question here for this episode. I don't know. I'll just, all right, I'll kick this thing off. And what happens is that when the first guy says their thing, then then the next two sort of go off of that. But I'll say in terms of stars, I'll say two stars. And I'm not quite five buckets of popcorn, pretty close. I'm going to say two stars and four buckets of popcorn. This is not a good movie. It's not well written. I don't think it's well directed. <laughs> I think it's well acted. 
uh, as we as we got to, uh, but it's highly entertaining. So I'm going to go to, yeah, two stars, four buckets. Should we put the pressure on Dan here? Yeah, let's put it on Dan. Okay. I because I'll go halves. Um, I was going to give it two and a half stars <laughs> and four popcorn. I, I think I, I'm right in line with you. Um, you know, like I said, I saw it. I'm. I think I'm a little older than you guys, and uh, I saw it as a kid, as a teenager in the theater. You know, and uh, great memory. So that that probably folds into yeah my, my enjoyment of the movie. So yeah, I'll go two and a half and four. There you go. Uh, right. Before to you, Ben. I want to. Oh, it's all about you, Dave. What, all right, what do you yeah. got? No, this is really more about Dan here. What, oh, I want to ask you your, your theater experiences. How does this? How does the Commando theater experience compare to? just other kinds of similar films in the genre, what you saw going, because there is a, a thing where, you know, people are laughing, laughing along, cheering along, high-fiving, fist-pumping, that kind of thing. Where would you put this film in terms of the ones you've seen in a similar kind of thing? You know, 84 was kind of a big year for me um, because that's when I started being able to go to the movie with friends and with um, my older stepsister and, and, uh, and and on my own, um, you know, with with groups of people that weren't my parents. So I saw Ghostbusters that year. I saw this oh, that yeah. year or the next year. I saw Red Dawn. Um, <laughs> you know, so those were all these these great movies that, that were some of my first, you know, on my own theater experiences. So yeah. I mean, this this was fun because you know I remember seeing it in the theater. Um, was Aliens the same year? Because I think I saw that around the same time aliens was i think yeah around 84 yeah. i believe yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it, it, beverly hills cop this that they're, they're kind of in the i wouldn't rank it with with my my star wars viewing experience as a kid or or aliens or you know or even the the, the avengers infinity war endgame more, right. more lately aliens was 86 by the way so okay. there we go <laughs> um yeah i i would I, if they, if they re-release this in theaters like they do sometimes with the movies i would totally go and watch this <laughs> in the theater with this like this would be an interesting remake wouldn't it or or, is it, or has it been copied too much to well, actually yeah well enough? i'm pretty sure yeah a lot of the tropes it uses and a lot of yeah the action stuff it uses pretty sure We've we've seen it all a hundred times by now. Yeah, uh, the but, little girl, you know, the, yeah. the the ten year old Dan Franco looking at Alyssa Milano, like, wow, I saw who's the boss, and this girl's really got it going on. <laughs> uh, now she's here, she's here on the screen, <laughs> and then I come back to see it for a podcast, and I'm not sure what to think. <laughs> I don't know how to process my thoughts. I'm talking to my wife and telling my kids about it. I don't know. I'm not- <laughs> Uh, uh ben what do you got for a rating um i actually i'm gonna go the extremes on this i'm gonna go one star oh. and five buckets of popcorn if i i yeah wow. dave you have no excuse for not calling this five stars this is under <laughs> this is under an hour and a half this is well, took I believe, me two days to watch. well that's your fault that's your fault um it's it's under an hour and a half and it's it full-on action-packed it's enter you're never bored the whole way through it's now true i'm laughing i'm hurrying i'm not crying at all but uh i'm i'm laughing and hurrying the whole time it's pure 80s gold uh entertainment wise so i'm getting this five bucks buckets of popcorn but yeah it's a stupid shitty movie so one one <laughs> bucket, one star 
<laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy to amend to five to five buckets if that makes you feel better. No, no, you have to stick with your four. <laughs> it's on uh, the re- it's on the record. <laughs> it's a short, silly, stupid movie, and it, it, it really, you know, watching this thing, it is kind of it, it's even fun to find the flaws. Right, <laughs> I have to admit. it is. <laughs> it really is. Uh, the the editing's terrible. The you know the, <laughs> everything's just but. It's fun. It's fun. And I don't care. <laughs> but, it's the worst production ever, but I loved it. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Commando. One of the most unique, <laughs> unique uh, uh, analysis shows we've ever done. Um, <laughs> I said at the top, this is going to be the strangest episode yet. I think that's proven true. But I, yeah. I think just as well as the, the way the movie had its, uh, it had its way, I think we, we, we kind of, mirrored that in a bit and we we found we found our our, our groove we i think i hope we were entertaining <laughs> and hopefully whoever was editing this is uh about as bad as ben said just 30 seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> thanks dave um all right well that's it uh dan it's been a pleasure as always uh what uh where can people find you on twitter and whatnot you can find me at dan franco franco with a k Franco with the K. He's the he's the he's the he's the Franco we like. Just kidding. I have no problem with the other Francos, but you know, yeah. <laughs> Dave, where can they find you? You can find me at Dave underscore Chris. But Dan Franco is uh, just a consummate professional, a great human being. From uh, I mean, maybe you know, every time we've seen we, we've interacted with you, you've been just a great guy, honestly. And I, and I think at this point, when you did your when you did the when you did a whole star wars thing getting your zoom guys together doing the duel of the fates thing on facebook if you haven't seen this check this thing out it is two hours long it's, it's i don't think they can dave well, I, is I, it still not is it not live anymore can they not go back to your no we we uh we, we kind of hit it because uh you know lawyers for disney as dan was violating copyright laws we <laughs> we were there watching him he's a stand-up guy <laughs> he's a st- no, stealing I, from Lucasfilm. <laughs> as he was breaking laws and violating them, we still support him. No, but I have to say, Dan, you are, it's honestly, it is always a treat. Your, your, your talent, your insight. And I think you were just a, a hilarious person and just an all around great guy. I hope everyone uh, goes and watches every single thing you've ever done. And uh, especially uh, all your appearances on this show. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me. I love being here guys. Anytime. Yep. The love is flowing. I can't top that. So Dave, what Dave said, what Dave <laughs> said. You, you know, here's my guy. He killed a man, but I, I still endorse him for, for president. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. Uh, you can find us at Blockbuster Cast. I'm at BC Cord. I never really go on that one, but anyways, um, you can uh, subscribe subscribe to us on iTunes and all that jazz. Please review us, rate us, all that fun. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us for Dave and Dan. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.